The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by Mr. Uri Nidam, Hashem Mishminu Vehayehu, in honor of all the members of the Minyan, all the members of the daf Yomi, and in honor of the rabbi, Tzkele Mitzvot, may he continue to succeed. Aslahav, Arvacha, Bechol Ma'asei Adav, Amen. Today's daf is being studied We begin the eleventh perek, perek Isha, Nizonet, and we begin with the first Mishnah. Almana Nizonet Yetumim. As we learned earlier in the Masechet, Almana, that's the lady that passes away, she gets Mizonot from the estate of the Yetumim, from the orphans. But her work goes to them. So they support her, I mean, they feed her, and uh, in compensation, he, she gives them but they are not obligated, that is the Yetomim, to pay for her burial. Why? As she says, Which is, we learned that what? When the lady dies, the Ketubah uh, goes to her, passes on to her inheritors. And therefore, as a reward, so to speak, that they're getting the Ketubah, the rabbis put on them to bury the mother. So therefore, Va'alehem Nekobra, Shareh Ba'ala, which means normally when she's married and she dies, who has to bury? The husband. Why? Because since the husband inherits the ketubah, if she dies, so the rabbis put on the husband to pay for the kibura. Similarly now, in the case where the lady dies, which means she was almana, she had the ketubah by her. When she dies, where does her ketubah go? To Yorshim. So just like the husband gets ketubah, pays for kevura, so to Yorshim, they're getting the ketubah, they pay for the Yorshim, but the yetomim, which means the husband's uh, uh, estate, does not have to pay for the kevura in such a case. So again, exactly what the Mishnah says, her inheritors, the inheritors of the ketubah, they are responsible for the burial. Now, Comes the Gemara and says, "Ibaya lehu." The Gemara has a question on the proper text of our Mishnah. Nizonet tnan is the proper text of the Mishnah. Almana nizonet, like we have it, or han nizonet, or han nizonet. What is the tnan? What is the difference between the two texts? If you have just nizonet or han nizonet, nizonet tnan. If it just says the word nizonet, uch anshe galil. Like the custom of the people of the Galil, velo sagi delo yehavila, and there's no options; they must give it her, which means mizonot is a guarantee. That's she, and she Galil hayu kotvin ate yatbat bebeti. They would write in the ketubah, "You are going to be living by my family or by my my supported." So long as you're still in almana. And you're living by uh, the house, my, my Yetomim are going to pay you Mizonot. So it's, 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 not, it's not negotiable. Which means, Almana Nizonet. Fact, indefinitely. Nizonet. She gets it. There's nothing to talk about. Why? Because in the Ketubah it's written like that. Chigalil custom that the husband obligates the Yetomim to pay so long as she's an Almana, she's going to get it. Or do you say, O Dilma Hanizonitnan? That's a lady that that is getting Mizonot. It's that it's flexible. She's getting it now, but Maswa she, she doesn't have to get it. Tenan, Yehuda. Like the people of Yehuda, lo Yehavula. And if they want, they don't have to give it to her. What was the custom in Yehuda? That's she, Kanche Yehuda. Hayu kodvim, ad shirsua yorshin niten lich ketubatech. Lefichak imratsua yorshin notim la ketubah fotin ota. In, in um, Yehuda, the customers used to write in the ketubah. 
the Yitumim are going to support you until they pay you the Kitubah. But once they pay you the Kitubah, you're on your own. So therefore, the, really, the deen of the Mishnah is Hani Zodim. And she's still being supported, implying but what? That the Yitumim at any time can stop the support by just paying the Kitubah. According to the first explanation, it's not Hani Zodim. Even if, even if he pays the Kitubah, he, they stop the support. It's Nizodim. She gets paid until she gets married to somebody else. So that's the question of the Gemara. Is it Nizonet, which is under all circumstances, until she gets married, or Hanizonet, which means she is getting supported, Mashma, that it's in their control to pay off the Ketubah, and then she will not get supported again. So who's the Mishnah really following? Which custom? The custom of Anshe Galil, that she gets paid until she gets married, or Anshe Yehuda, that the Yetumim can pay off the Ketubah, and then she loses the Mezonot. So Gemara says, Tashema Amar Bizera Amar Shemuel Mitziat Almana Le'atzma Okay, what does that mean? Let's say an Almana, a widow, she finds a, a lost uh, object, she gets to keep it to herself. So Gibra says, I Amat Bishlama Hani Zonetran if you're going to say that the Mishnah is learning Hanis on it, which means what? That after she gets paid her Ketubah, she's on her own. Shapir. I understand. What I understand. She says, So she's not getting Mizonot. She doesn't have to give the lost object to the Yatumim. I can understand that case. But if you're saying that, it's Nizonet, which she gets paid under all circumstances, so the Yatumim should be like the... Husband, just like when a lady's married, she finds a lost object. Who gets it? The husband, because the husband's giving her a mizonot. So we say what? Give her the mitziah. So to hachaname mitziat isha liyorshim. So the mitziah should go to liyorshim. So the fact that we have a statement that says the name of Shmuel mitziat al manal leatzma is mashba that it's talking about hanizonet. And the case was talking about where they paid off her ketubah, so technically she's on her own, and therefore uh, she's able to take the uh, mitzi'ah for herself. But if it was talking about nizonet, nizonet means what? She, she's getting paid, regardless, until she gets married. So she's getting paid, she's still almana, I mean she didn't get married yet. So she's still getting paid by the, uh, by the estate. Why should she keep it? Just like in the case of a uh, husband. She has to give the lost object. She gives the object to the husband as well. Kebala says, no. Le'olam emalak nizonet I can tell you it's which means she gets paid uh, until she gets married. What's the reason when a lady's married, she has to give the lost object to the husband? Because we don't want it to be resentment, we don't want it to cause machloket. He's going to come along and say, I'm supporting you, and you're giving me, uh, 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 you're, not, you're not giving me your lost object, you're not giving me this items over here. We're worried that the husband might stop his uh, support, and it's going to be. Uh, you know, it could cause machloket. However, hani tevu deva, but these yitomim but eva, They got to pay anyway, which you have no uh, choice over. The beti is going to force on them. You got to pay the mizonot. So what are we worried about? Well, but if she's going to keep the uh, the lost object, it's going to cause uh, uh, strife between them. Let it cause strife. You still got to pay. She's by the husband. We're more concerned when it comes to shalom bayit, and therefore we say, you know what? Lady, give the uh, lost object to the uh, to the husband. Masha'ikin, in these cases over here, if you say that they're supporting her indefinitely, still you can say that she keeps the lost object, because we're not concerned about the eva. As she says, Tevela eva, fourth line, Dal kurha amzanimota. Finish, they pay her uh, regardless. Aval ma'asiyadeha, shetiknu leba'ala, ta'ar mezunot ha'vid roshim. Okay. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar bi Yosef al-Halina, kol melachot sha'isha osa leba'ala, all the work, that a lady does for her husband, like we learned in the previous Perakim, that there's certain chores that a lady has to do for her husband. Almana osa liyoshim. Wow, the almana has to do all those chores also to the to the yoshim, to the inheritors of the husband. Chutz mimizigata kos, except pouring the wine for him. Vatsaat amita and setting the uh, you know preparing the bed for sleeping. Varchasat panav yada and washing. Because these things over here are intimate items. They can lead to, to Kiruv. And therefore, these items are not uh, done to the Yorshim. Amar Kol melachot All the uh, chores that an Evid Kenani, for example, would serve his master, Talmid Oseh 
a student also should do for his rabbi. Chutz, matarat al, except for untying his shoes. The concern over here is, because Evid Kanani does even menial jobs like that, unties the shoe of the master. But if you're going to see a student doing that to the rabbi, they might think he's an Evid Kanani. And what's going to happen? Nobody's going to marry into his family. So therefore, not to uh, cause a, a, a pegam in the mishpacha, so the student should not untie the rabbi's uh, shoes. That's why it's talking about a case where they don't know who the student is. But if they know who the student is, so I'm not worried about them thinking he's everything. Even if they don't recognize him, it's talking about where the student is not wearing tefillin. But if he's wearing tefillin, it's also no problem. Why? Because everybody knows he's a regular Jew, because every Kanani doesn't wear tefillin. So therefore, what? Uh, if he's wearing tefillin, uh, the student, no problem, take off his, his rabbi's shoes. Huh? They can touch the shoes uh, wearing tefillin. Yeah. If you can't make menachot, they can touch shoes uh, wearing tefillin. Amar of Chayabar Abba, Amar of Yohanan, Kol Amonaya Tamido, Melishamesho, any uh, rabbi that refrains his student from serving him, Kilo Monaya Memenu Hesed. You're taking Hesed away from this one. You're, you're abstaining him from Hesed. You're refraining him from doing Hesed, which means this is a good for the Talmud to be Mishnah Mishnah Rabbi. But again, that's how he learns. That's how he starts to, you know, uh, understands the Torah in action, like an apprenticeship. And if, if you're stopping the student from having Shimush with the Ta'aram, you're taking away Hesed. What's the proof? Shneemar, we have a pasuk that says in Eov, Lamas Mere'eu Hasid. Okay? What is Lamas Mere'eu Hasid? So that she learns over here two interpretations. Lamas Mere'eu means you're depriving from your friend. When you deprive from your friend, which means that means when the rabbi deprives from the student, Lamas Mere'eu, he's depriving from the student. It's as if the pasuk says, Lamas Hasid. You're depriving him from. Chesed, like it says, Lamas twice. Lamas mire'ehu, Lamas chesed. When you abstain your friend, you don't let him mishamesh uh, 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 to serve you, Lamas, you took chesed away from him. Another interpretation that she says, look at the Kadashi inside, Lamas mire'ehu chesed, hamemis atzmo mire'ehu, which is, means he, he, he pulls back from his friend, does not let his friend, his, his student serve him, memis lumenu chesedin, you're taking away from him kindness. Some say it's based on the Pasuk right before this in the Yof. It says in the Pasuk before, The student is saying, Torah has been removed from me. Why, was the, why is the student saying, Because the rabbi won't let me serve him. Oh, what's the next Pasuk say? That, you, you, that you're taking away Torah from your student by not letting him serve you? You have taken away Hasidim from him. Kavz Gevaran says even further now, uh, by the rabbi not allowing the student to serve him, you're causing the student, you're taking away his yirat shamayim. Why? The end of that pasuk says, It's going to cause him to leave the yirat shamayim. What's the explanation? Because the rabbi that has yirat shamayim, so the yirat shamayim overflows. So when the student uh, gets close to the rabbi, so the yirat shamayim is contagious. And therefore, when the rabbi just pushes away the student, does not let him serve him, so you're taking away this ability for the child, to have, for the student to have, yirat shamayim. The Gemara says in one place that, um, uh, God is, tells Moshe Rabbeinu, Ma Hashem Elohecha shuel me'imakim li'ira. God asks, uh, God tells uh, uh, Moshe, what, what is, what is what, oh, Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Jewish people, Moshe Rabbeinu tells the people, listen, at the end of the day, what is God asking from us? God is asking from us just to have Yirat Shamayim. So the Gebra says, what? Atu Yirat Shamayim miltazu treteh? Why is Yirat Shamayim such a small uh, thing when Moshe Rabbeinu is playing it down? Eh, what does God want? He just wants you to have Yirat Shamayim. It's a small thing. So the Gebra says, in the Gebra Moshe miltazu treteh. So he says, yeah, for Moshe Rabbeinu it's a small thing. So all the rabbis ask the question, what do you mean? But Moshe's not, been, not talking to himself, he's talking to Klai Yisrael. So if it's easy for him, it's not easy for them. What does it mean? So I heard one interpretation that says, "In yes, legabe Moshe, to those people that are in the proximity of Moshe, legabe Moshe which means if you're going to stay around Moshe Rabbeinu and he has tremendous shirat that 
overflows. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu was saying, yeah, just stay next to the Tamid Achamim. And therefore, you know, try should be an easy thing. So that's what the Gemara is saying. Somebody that refrains his student from getting close to him, so that's already you're causing him not to have Yirat Shamayim. Comes the Gemara continues. Amar Abil Azad. Okay. New cases. Almana she tafsa metaltalin mizonotea. Okay, Almana. She went and she was tofesit metaltalin. Metaltalin is movables in order to get her mizonot. Even though we learned above that mizonot is really from karka. She could only get it from Karka. But now she didn't take it from the Karka. She took it from the Metaltalin. So what's the deen? Masha Tafsa. Tafsa. She took it. She took it. Soz. Tanya Namiachim, we're bright to support us. Almana, she Tafsa, Metaltalin, Bimizonotea. Masha Tafsa. Tafsa. She took it. She took it. Vechen, ki atar avdimi amad. Ma'aseh bechalato sheh Rabbi Shabbatai. There was a story with the daughter-in-law of Rabbi Shabbatai. She tafsa diskiya mele'a ma'ot. She took a basket filled with ma'ot. With money. Ve'lo haya kawach b'yad hachamim ne'osi miyada. And the rabbis couldn't take it out of him. She took it from his own ot. And uh, even though you're not supposed to take metal tadin, it really is on the karka. She took it. The rabbi said, that's it. We can't, uh, we can't take it out of uh, your hand. Amar Velo amaran ela le mezone. This deen that we're saying is what? It's only the gabe mezonot. Ava le ketuba. But when she comes and takes metatli for a ketuba, nafkinan mine. Then we take it out. It's ketuba. Dafka on karka. She cannot even be tofes from metatli. Matkifla amor baravashe. Maishana ketuba de mekarkae. Velo me metatli mezonot. Nami me mekarkae velo me metatli. What should be the difference? Which means both these items, the Khatrila, are on Karka. So if you tell me she can take Mizonot, with the Avar, if she was Tofeset, Tofeset, the Karaba Ketuba, if she took it from the Metatlin, she should also be Tofeset. Maishena, which would be the difference. Ela, le Mizone, Maide Tafsa, Tafsa. Just like by Mizonot you're saying, whatever she took, she took, Hakana Melech Tuba, so too, by Ketuba as well, whatever she was Tofeset, Tofeset. Amal Ravi Sakban Aftali Ravina, Achi Amina Mishemed Raba Kevatech. Says, you know what? They said like you in the name of Rabbah that there's no difference between a ketubah and mezonot. Both if she's she tofeset from metaltalin, whatever she took, she took. Amar Rabbi Yochanan Meshemet Rabbi Yosef Ben Zemra Almana Sheshahata Shtayim V'Shalosh Shanim Velo Tavra Mezonot. What happened? She was Almana for two or three years. She did not ask for mezonot. What's the din? Ibda Mezonot. She loses her claim to mezonot, meaning she cannot come for back pay. She cannot come along and say, oh, listen, by the way, you owe me uh, two years or three years of uh, back uh, mezonot. Why? Well, if you told me after she's silent for two years, she loses it. You have to tell me three years? You told me two or three years if she's silent. But die. She's silent for two years, because she can, three years. Gebra says, No question. There's no there's difference between Ani and Ashir. What's the difference between Ali and Ashir? Ashir. Ashira, haikhola biyada lamtin. A rich lady can wait longer. She's able to... We skip the line. Amar biyohanam bishwid rabi yosef ben zamra. Almana shashahata. Shtayim shloshanim. Velo tab'a mezonot. She was silent for two or three years. She didn't tovea mezonot. Ifda mezonot. She lost the mezonot. Okay. If you're telling me that two years, if she's silent, she loses the uh, the uh, mezonot. Three, you have to tell me. Which is a rich lady can afford to be quiet for three years. Because she's wealthy, she can support herself in interim. So therefore, for the rich lady, the silence is for three years. But for a poor lady, she can't live that long without any food. So therefore, even if she's signed for two years, she loses the back pay. So the two is talking about an aniyah, and the three is talking about ashira iname, or another interpretation. Kan biflusa, kan Depends. One's a pirutsa, she's immodest, like, and one's a sinua. What's the difference? That she says sinua, bosha la bolebetin. Hilkak. Which means to get her a mezonot, she got to go to Betin. She's embarrassed to go to Betin to be Tobaya mezonot. So therefore, for her, we give her three years. But for Peruta, who's not embarrassed, 
Say, where were you? After two years already, we give her, uh, she loses her, 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 her mizonot retroactively. It depends what time in nature the girl is. If she's a tsinu'ah, we give her three years. But she, if she was quiet up to three years, she can get back pay. Because we saw she was a mask up to the beti to be told about. But if she's a piruza, we say, where were you after two years? Finished. You lose your kituba, you lose your mizonot back. Comes again what says. Amaraba, lo amaran eda le mafreya. We said there's only talking about a track aval le haba. Yes, now, but going forward, she still gets it. She says, The two years that passed, she loses. Okay, comes again as a Ba'ir of Yohanan. Yetumim Omrim Natananu. The Yetumim come along and say, We, we forwarded her, we gave her in advance, Tabizonot for the coming year. We paid her already. We gave her the, the $10,000 at the beginning of the year to cover her Mizonot. She comes along and says, I didn't get anything. So the question is, no, she's saying, I didn't get it. So the question is, who's, who's the burden of proof on? Which one has to bring the ayah? Which is, is the burden of proof on the yetomim that they paid? Or is it on the almana that she got paid? So comes the Kabbalah says, Do you say that the nechassim are really by the yetomim? Because we have a regular law. So you say, when the, when the father died, who got the nechassim? Uh, the yetomim. So we're holding the nechassim. We're saying we paid you. You're saying you didn't get paid. Okay, make, make a shivua, and the burden of proof is on the lady. Or maybe I'll tell you that the lady has like a lien on this property. When, when the husband died, it's my heart because the, the, the yetomim owe her. Mizonot. And therefore, maybe the, the, the burden of proof is on the Yetomim. As she says, uh, look at the uh, first line. That's the first side. The Yetomim are holding it. Right, she's bringing, taking it from them. Bring Edim that, that testified that they, 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 they heard in front of the Yetomim that they admitted that they uh, did not pay. As she says, and she's saying that there's a tenai betin, it's automatic, by the way. When a late husband dies, betin will enforce what? That they have to pay mezunot. So it's like it's by her already. Tenai betin is a very strong uh, concept. The betin is going to enforce it. It's by her. She's coming, I didn't get paid yet. You want, you're saying you paid her? So, uh, bring proof to witnesses uh, the other way. Comes again and says, Tashema, we have a Braita. Detani Devi. Almana. Kozeman Chelonisset. Almana. So long as she didn't get married. Wow. Oh, it's on the Yetumim, which means really she's considered the Mahzik. Niset, once she gets married, once she gets married now, because the assets, they, they don't have to be given Mizunot anymore. She wants to get back, uh, back pay. So what happens, once she gets married, she's not the Mahzik anymore, because really, the money now goes back to the Yetumim. After marriage, now it's on the lady to bring a Raya that she's not going to pay. Look at that, she, Niset, third line. She's coming to take the Mizunot from the years that passed. So the Gemara continues. Tashema detani levi levi nantar blaita almana. You have a case of almana kozeman chelonisit. So long as she didn't get married yet, al yetomim lehavir ayah. Niset aleha lehavira ayah. So the Gemara wants to make a chiluk between whether she got married yet or not. Until she gets married, we consider the money by her. And therefore, the ayah has to be brought by the yetomim. But once she gets married already, so now she doesn't get mezonot anymore, she doesn't uh, get uh, any payments from the yetomim, the money goes back to the yetomim when she gets remarried. So therefore, in that case over there, the deen is, it's on her to bring a ayah. Uh, so therefore, it depends what state we're talking about. Before marriage, it's hers. After marriage, it goes back to the Yitomim, and therefore, it is on her to bring it ayah. Comes the Gavran and says, what are you talking about? Actually, this should be a subject to a mahlokit amongst the Tanaim. Mocheret vekotevet elu limzonot macharti veelu lichtubam macharti. Which means a widow, she could sell, let's say, the property from her husband's estate in order to pay for her kituba. She wants to get paid out. 
But she can go and sell the estate, or she can go sell the estate in order to give herself mizonot. So it says when she does that, she should write on the star exactly what she's selling the property for. She should say, Elu the mizonot machat. You have to know. This will be I'm selling in order to get my mizonot. The Elu the ketubot machat. The ketubah machat. Here I'm selling this property in order to get paid out for my ketubah. That's what see the biudat, the very biudat. Biyose omer, mocheret vechotevet setam. The biyose comes along and says, nah, just write stuff, I'm selling the property. What do I have to delineate if I'm selling it for the ketubah, or I'm selling it for the mezolot? So that's the Gebrah is going to explain what the root of this machloket is. My love, must be at the root of the machloket. This is the biyuda damar baile feruche. Chotibir that says what you have to be explicit. to write exactly what you're selling it for. Savarios nechse bechazkat yetme kaime. That the etomim really are the muhzak by the possessions. Ve'al almana le'avirayah. And if it's incumbent upon the almana to bring a Proof. Let's just continue reading. says no. You don't have to be explicit when you when she's selling. On the contrary, the by the almana. How is this machloket shown? How do we see this machloket based on what they said? Let's read Rashi. Rashi says. Let's start from the fifth line. Vechotevet elu mizonot b'shtarot amechira shehi kotevet lelekuchot. When she's selling the property, she writes kotevet et amechil lemizonot. She writes, I'm selling this for mizonot. Shehi mocheret gabe ketubah to get paid for the ketubah. Tefanesh b'tochestal ketubah machati. Good. That's the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Vekach kocha yefeh. And uh, the Gebrahs can explain exactly what that language was. That was the end of the language of the um, B. Yosef. That her strength is good. We'll see exactly what that means. Comes Gebrahs Kadeshi. My love, I can pay Perush Yafela, which he says, why she's got to explain it. It's not benefit to explain exactly what she's buying it for. Because he holds that what the Nechasim are really buy the Yetomim. She's not going to be explicit what's going to end up happening. She's going to come along and say, uh, hey, I want my uh, Ketubah, please. Hey, you got your ketubah already. You sold your uh, this property over here, and you took it for the ketubah. V'kibat ketubah tech. V'im tomad lahem im ketru li mezonot shachalti. All right, so then they pay me for mezonot, which means you didn't pay me for the sustenance. Hem yomru netananu lich metaltenin, which means we paid you metaltenin tamid mezotech v'hem neemanin. Which means she's unprotected if she's not going to be explicit what she sold it for. Because since the advantage is to the Yetomim, according to the Yudam, since the Hazakah is given to the Yetomim that they own the money, what's going to happen if she doesn't go explicit? What is, what's going to happen if she doesn't write this down explicitly? Let's speak it out. She's going to come along and she's going to tell the husband, I'll take, I, want, uh, I want my Ketubah, please. Didn't you sell one of the properties and take uh, that money? That money was for the Ketubah. She can't prove it. The document is uh, stamped. She said, okay, fine, I got the Ketubah. She said, pay me my Mizorot. Mizorot, we paid you Mizorot already. When? When did you pay me the Mizorot? I paid you already. She said, I didn't get paid. All right, bring, uh, bring, 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 bring it out. The burden of proof is on you. So now already she's going to be in a position where she's going to have to bring the Ayot. But if she wrote it clearly... So then already she's protected. So you see from the fact that the Be'udah says you have to write it clearly, that shows that if she doesn't, she can lose her Mizorot because the claim is going to be on the advantage of the, of the Yetomim. So you see that that's why we have to be explicit to protect ourselves. That's that shita. Next, next Rashi. Rabbi Yosef Sabah, Nechseh Be'azkat Al-Manakai. He says, nah, listen, she's got nothing to worry about the Mizorot. It's by her, which means the advantage goes to her. They have to bring it out, yeah, that they paid her. Therefore, it's more advantageous for her just to write the star when she's selling property of the of the husband, the late husband. Let her write the star blank. Don't let her ex- say explicitly what she's selling it for. Why? It's better that way. Why? She'll sell the property. What will she use the money for? Mizonot. Sustenance. 
and she'll use it for the ketubah as well, whatever she wants to use it for. Now you want to come along and say that you paid a mizanot already? Okay, you bring it ayah now you're to me. Lefichach hastam yafela. Better to write it blank. Why? Mepneh likuhot shela kusadot mebala sheim yichlu. If let's say all the yitomim's money gets uh, used up already, okay? We'll consider everything that she ate, mizonot, and then she'd be able to collect the ketubah from the kuhot. Which means, better to be stam. You know why stam is better? Because sex is an insurance for her. Because she'll eat. She'll either eat the money for the ketubah, or she'll eat the money for the, uh, uh, for the mizonot. That's her money. Now she's insuring herself how? Let's say, at the end, the estate runs out of money. There's no more property, no more anything. So now she'll say, you know what? I didn't, I didn't buy what I'm selling this for. She'll take it for mizonot. She'll take the money she told for mizonot. Then she has the right to go to the kuhot, to claim the ketubah. So therefore she'll get paid both her situations. Continue. But if she said no, this is for the ketubah, which means she cannot go to the kuhot, to the buyers of the field, to claim mizonot. That's the rule. Cloud. Remember that rule. You can only go to claim your ketubah. So if she writes ketubah in the shtar, she puts herself at a disadvantage. What's the disadvantage she puts herself at? Because now she, she commits the ketubah. Okay, no, she eats it for the ketubah. And in the let's say she'll come along to the yetumim and say, I never got paid my uh, mizonot. The burden is on them to bring a proof. I'm not worried about that case. That case is still to our advantage. But the case is going to be where it's disadvantageous. We're going to write a start, in the start explicitly, let's say there's no more properties. So what, the Yatumim come along and say, yeah, we, we know we owe you the Yemizanot, but uh, you know, we have nothing left. We have no metaltalim, we have no, no real estate. Now what's going to happen? The Yatumim will say, go, go, go to the Likuhot. She cannot go to the Likuhot. Once the property is sold, you cannot put a lien on it for Mizanot, so she's going to be out the Mizanot. So how does she solve that dilemma? She writes the shtar stam. She writes the blank. I'm selling these properties of my husband for, 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 for the money. Now, what will she do with the money? Whatever she wants to do with the money. Now, let her spend it for bizonot, let's say, hypothetically. And now what's going to happen? The estate runs out of money. She has no problem. She's still protected. Why? She can go to the kuhot now and collect her ketubah. So that's the way Rabbi Yosei wants it. So then we see what? Indeed, this is makhluk di Rabbi Yudan, Rabbi Yosei. Who's the hazaka on? Who's the one that's considered the mahzik? Is it the Yitumim or is it the yeah. Almana? Good, so we have a Mahlokit. The Naim. Comes to Gibran says, Mimai, who told you to learn the Mahlokit like that? How do you know to learn the Mahlokit like that? Dilma de Kula Alman, Nixib, Yazkat Almanakani. Maybe I'll tell everybody who holds really the Almanat considered our money. Rather Yitumim, the Havi, the Ayah. And really Yitumim have to bring the Ayah. So if the Yitumim have to bring the Ayah, why did the BOC Yudah say that you have to write the Shtar explicitly? The Kaurah, even if she writes the star uh, 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 blank, she still will get uh, paid because the Yitomim cannot come along and say, We paid you the Mizonot. Uh, so I say no. Which means, right, maybe the Biuda is just giving her Aitzatova. Which means, as Biuda is just giving good advice. You know what? Writing the Ketubah exactly what you're uh, buying, what you're selling the properties for, so you don't get the reputation that you look like you're a Raftan. Raftan is like somebody that's hungry or somebody that's greedy. Yeah. Now, why would you get that impression? This is greedy. Look at Ashi. She's selling all these properties over here. So, how many, how much does lady eat? How much does she eat? Therefore, she won't get married again. Right. Nobody's want to marry her. So, therefore, you say, you know what? Just for your own reputation, people don't know what you're selling these to your husband, your late husband's property for. Did she just sell the everything? Wow, she eats a lot. This lady over here. No, no, no. She's right, right in the start. This was for ketubah. This was not. So, therefore, at least she doesn't have a bad reputation. But the Biudah not worried about that if she's not going to be explicit, the Yitumim can come along and say, no, no, no. we paid you. No, I'm not worried about that. Because if they say we paid you, 
they have to bring the raya because the 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 really own the 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 money, and therefore the only people I'm telling you to write it's not to the kabbalah. So comes the kabbalah says the ilo tema hagios. If you're not going to go with that logic that I'm telling you, it's only arzat tovah. Had another question. Another question was what? The same question. Is the burden of proof on the Yatomim or is the burden of proof on the Almana What are you talking? Why don't you bring it just a why did Rabbi Yohanan bring a simple ayah from our Mishnah? Why what did our Mishnah say? Which means a lady is allowed to sell, let's say, the property uh, for the Mizonot. For the Mizonot. We don't even need consent of the Beti, because normally uh, when you're selling the property of the late husband, you got to go to the Beti to say, listen, I want to sell the property. For Mizonot, she got to eat now. She has no time to go to the, to the Beti to make all these uh, uh, documents and things. So she's able to sell for the Mizonot her late husband's property. And she writes, Elu Makarti. She writes clearly, this I'm selling for my mezonot. Oh, so what do you mean? Right there. From the fact that you see the Mishnah that it says you've got to be explicit, you got to write for mezonot. Why didn't you want to bring a proof? Why is she writing this for mezonot? Because the Yitomim are going to come along and say, I paid you, and therefore the burden of proof is going to be on her, and therefore to be explicit, so she doesn't get uh, 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 claimed by the Yitomim, that's what she has to write. Elu mezonot. Nakarti. So why don't you bring a raya from our Mishnah? It's always Bifirush. Which means our Mishnah. We didn't learn this Mishnah yet. Don't get nervous. This Mishnah says that what? That you, when you're selling the uh, properties, for the Mizonot, you don't get Esbeti's permission. But what? You're right. Elu the Mizonot Makarti. So what does that prove to you? Why, why would she have to write what she's, what she's selling the properties for? Because the Yitunim are going to come along and say, hey, we paid you already. We paid you already. Once you're going to come along and say, we paid you already, so now she's going to have to bring a... Uh, uh, right. So when you pay me already? Uh, uh, yeah, that money you got over here that you sold for, that's already... She'll say, I took it for the Ketubah. She'll say, this money I sold for the Ketubah. If you didn't write it explicitly. She'll say, I took this money for the Ketubah. So therefore, you owe me the Mizorot. Mizorot, we paid you already the Mizorot uh, before that, with Metantani, whatever it is. So therefore, you see, from the Rishon, write it down in the start. So you see, who's the Hazaka or Hazakas on the Yitomim? How come it'll be Hanad Ramin Raya from our Mishnah? Shall I tell you why I didn't bring it? Elon and Matnitin, Lekel and Mishmahmin, the Atatavaka Mishmahlan. So that was just good advice. Write it to the Mizonot so that people don't think you're a uh, glutton. Right, right. You have to say, you have to say that the Braita, that Mahloket, that the Biyuda was just telling you, it's not Tovah. Because if you don't say it's not Tovah, you could have a Bifrush from our Mishnah. How can we have a bigger Ayah from our Mishnah? Because the Mishnah also is giving you good advice. Look at that sheet. Right, if you're not going to say that, the, the reason of the Biyuda. It's not because the Nechassim are Bechazkat Yetomim. I'll tell you, you can hold the Nechassim are Bechazkat Almana. And why did he tell you to do that? For Isatullah. Ah, the Bible of Yohanan Almila Bidaya. Nihi, the Matnita, the Flutan, the Bible of Yosef, Loshamiale. Matnitin, Miyashamiale. You couldn't bring a Raya from the Brighta, but bring a Raya from Al Mishnah. Shamishnan, Nishti, Tabi, the Midrash. Which means, Rabbi Yohanan might not have known the Brighta, right? Because Rabbi Yohanan asked the question. So, okay, he might not have known the Brighta, Mahlog, between the Bible and the Bible That's fine. You don't have to know every Brayta. But the Mishnah, you should have known. The, they know every single Brayta in Mishnah because the Mishnah are constantly repeated in the Beit Midrash. It's very important that she, that she's telling you that whenever these rabbis ask questions, you have to assume they knew the Mishnah. So if they didn't bring a Raya from the Mishnah, there's a reason. Everybody holds that the Nechassim belong to the Yetomim. Also, if they belong to the Yetomim, so the Gemara says, Behainu ta'amad Rabbi Yosef. So then what's the reason for the Yosef that he says you could just write it blank? If you're writing it blank, she's putting herself at a disadvantage. The Gemara says, Kida abaye kashisha. Da'amad abaye kashisha. Mashal Rabbi Yosef, the logic of Rabbi Yosef, what is it analogous? Which is says logic, right? He said, I understand the Tobim have the advantage. Which means the burden of proof is on the Almana. It's on the Almana. 
Oh, so it's on the Almana, what are you writing a blank start uh, for? So I'll give you an analogy what he's trying to accomplish to be Yosef by just writing a blank start. What's the analogy? So it says, L'shid she'amad tenu matayim zuz bal chobi. A guy's uh, on his deathbed, right? He's a shchid merah. So what does he say? He says to his, uh, you know, his, uh, his family that's next to him, do me a favor, I want you to give 200 zoos to this guy, Baal uh, Chovi. Just credit him. I owe him $200, give him 200 zoos. Now what happens? Now this creditor has options. He can either take it for his loan, or he could say, listen, I'm taking this as a gift. And what? You still, you still owe, me. owe me the 200 zoos for the home. That's she. Still writing a blank document when she's selling the husband's uh, estate is better. We're going to see now from Abba Yekishisa. So says, now, if the creditor wants to take the money as a gift, he could do that as well. Wouldn't it be better uh, now, uh, in this case over here, to write it blank? Which means, based on what I just told you, isn't it advantageous for her when she's selling the late husband's uh, property to write it blank? And what's the analogy and what's the uh, Gemara saying over here? So look at the top Rashid. Which means the guy can still take. Uh, no, in the case of the Shimena, he'll be able to now go to Likuhot, because a Chov, let's, let's analyze, on a, on, a, on, a, on a debt, you can go to Likuhot, you can go to properties that were sold. So it's advantageous for him to come along and say, listen, uh, you're giving me this 200? Thank you very much. I'll take this as a matana. Now, once I got this matana, uh, you owe me 200. Now, wh- wh- why is it better for me to claim the matana and, and keep the hob outstanding? Because the hob I can go take the lick from the kohot. Because now I can go and say, hey, you sold the field over there. There's a lead on that field. Pay me. See, if, 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 if he says it's for the hob, you can go claim a matana. Right, so therefore, it's better. Let him claim matan. Thank you, thank you for the two hundred. And uh, now I'm gonna go take the two hundred from the uh, lekurot. Rashi, Allah hope velo yuchal litrof ala matana. Right, he can't go collect on a matana. There's no, there's no hope on a matana. Good. Once you have the analogy, now let's go apply it to the uh, case of the ketubah. Avzu, so to this lady over here. As we learned. she cannot go to the Good. So therefore, it's advantageous for to keep the star blank. Why? Let her eat. Let her eat that money. And let her be pending what she's uh, eating it for, so to speak. Which means, let her eat it, and then she'll notice at the end that what, there's no more properties here. There's no more anything. So she should know what? This is from Mizonot that I ate over here. And now she'll be able to use the star to go get Kituba. the money for the Kitubah. And the reason why she's able to do that because she left the star blank. blank. Now, oh, but now we have a question. Because you're telling me what the advantage is on the Yatomim. And the burden of proof is on the Almana. Hey, this blank star is to her disadvantage. You know why? Because they'll come along and say, hey, all that money you ate was for your Kitubah. And therefore, we paid you the Mizunot already. Now she's stuck. Because the burden of proof is on her. How is she going to protect herself on a blank start from that situation? I understand that she protects herself. That she can take it from Likuhot. But she's still vulnerable in a situation where the Yitomim is going to come along and say, Hey, uh, you use that money over there for the Ketubah. And, uh, or, or she'll say, I use this money for the Ketubah, please pay me Mizunot. Uh, we, we paid you Mizunot already. You paid me Mizunot already? Now the burden of proof is on her. She, and she cannot prove it from a star. star. So, how does she protect herself in that situation? So that she says, She can protect herself like this. Let her sell the, don't write it in the star, but let her sell the properties in front of witnesses. And you tell the witnesses, I'm selling this over here for Mizunot. So now it's going to be, 
Which means, if, if in this case over here, now the witnesses are at their advantage. Let her bring the witnesses and come along and say, no, they sold it for the Mizzle. What, what, what is he going to say? The husband, the the, the, the are going to come along and say, hey, you sold that uh, thing for the, uh, uh, for the Ketubah, so you ate your Ketubah already, and uh, Mizonot is, uh, you know, Mizonot, you got, uh, we paid you already. So now what? He'll come along and say, no, 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 no. I have witnesses over here that saw me when I sold this over here, I sold it for the Mizonot, and therefore she'll still have a right to take her which means she's not going to uh, want to show this to the Likuchot because if she shows this to the Likuchot that she bought it for the Ketubah so then she loses Likuchot so she has to keep everything blank There's, it's disadvantageous for her to show if she bought it for Ketubah because if she shows she bought it for Ketubah she cannot go to the Likuchot now That's Good. if she's, if she's going to show that she got it for uh, 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 I said if she shows Ketubah it's disadvantageous for the Likuchot because they're going to come and say, oh, you bought for the Kohot, you bought Ketubah, you, you sold this property for the Kohot, you sold it for the Ketubah, so you got the paid already. Aye, but if you tell me that the Yitomim have the advantage, and she has to burden the proof is on her, so if she's selling it Stam, they're going to come along and say, she's going to come along and say, oh, I sold it for the uh, uh, Ketubah, sold it for Ketubah, they're going to come along and say, and we paid you Mizonot uh, already, we paid you Mizonot, you're done. But the money's in the Kohen, so they, she can't even... No, no, she, she, she sold the property, she took money, she sold the property, she took the money. The Yitomim are going to come along and say, we sold you, you, you took that money, you got paid the... Sh-. She's going to say, I took this for my Ketubah, pay me my Mizonot, please. They're going to come along and say, Mizonot, we paid you the Mizonot. And the burden of proof is really on her. Because we say that, well, according to all that she taught, now the burden of proof is on the lady. Oh, so then, how is it advantageous to keep the star blank? So the USA will say, you'll have two witnesses. Have two witnesses at the time that you sold it. And at the time that you sold it, the two witnesses will, will, will see that you sold it in the shame. Mizonot. So once already you have those two witnesses, in the event that the husband wants to come along and say, the Yitomim, I'm sorry, want to come along and claim that they paid the, uh, the, 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 that this money over here was uh, 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 paid, you'll bring the two witnesses over here that saw you sold it for Mizorot. Let's read that in Nashi one more time, please. Top Nashi. Uh, start from the uh, zoo. Avzu, second line. Avzu, meaning the almana. Al mezonot or tukal etrof lekuchot. Well, she cannot collect uh, from the lekuchot. Ve'ala ketubah etrof otam. Good. Therefore, keep the star blank. Ve'im ipnei yitomim shloimnu hakol lekuchot machad. They're going to come and say, no, everything was for the ketubah. V'nitkabat ketubatek, and you got paid already your ketubah. Which means she can show that what was sold was for Mizonot, and therefore she didn't get paid really fully her Ketubah yet. No, so let him bring it out. But she's, the guy wants to get off paying Mizonot. You got, you got paid everything. You got paid your full uh, uh, Ketubah. Everything you took from the sale, you took the Ketubah. We paid you Mizonot. So the, the, the way we get her out of it is let her come along and bring Edim. Uh, that the Edim are really telling her that it was sold for the uh, uh, for Mezonot. And the part of the sale that she used for the Ketubah, she's not going to write that in the study either, because then she's going to be disadvantageous for the Lekohot. If you want to read this inside, let's read number two in the note. Look at the second uh, paragraph. Now, it would seem that although she benefits vis-à-vis the purchases, she's in a weak position vis-à-vis the orphans. For the Gemara now maintains that Biyosei agrees that the orphans are considered the legal possessor of the estate. Thus, if the sales are left unspecified, mm-hmm. the heirs can claim that all of them were made for the Ketubah. Right. Therefore, she's not going to get any more. Mizonot. This is the concern that persuades the Biudah to advise the widow to specify. Right, that's why the Biudah says, write everything clear. Right. This concern, however, does not bother the Biudah, since the widow can protect herself having witnesses present that she sells the property for sustenance. That is, although the document will not specify the purpose, the document itself she will arrange right. for witnesses to be informed of the sales for sustenance. Hence, should the orphans claim that the sale was for the Ketubah, the witnesses will refute them. At the same time, the widow should leave the sale of the Ketubah completely unspecified, Why? so that in any future dispute with purchases, she'll be able to take the money for Ketubah. Because if she writes that she sold the Ketubah, she will not be able to go to the Likuchot. That this is the Ketubah, she will not lose her right for two sustenance, for these payments can cancel only partial payment 
of the Ketubah, which is not make her ineligible to receive sustenance. That's according to this Gemara, when the Musa states that the sale should be unspecified, he means that when she sells for sustenance, which means the case is when she's selling really for Mizonot. When she's selling for Mizonot, don't let her write in the document what she's saying. She should prepare witnesses who know the sale was for sustenance, and when she sells for a Ketubah, she should sell without any specification at all. Just review one more time the Sevara of Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef says, everybody holds. Yitomim have the advantage, and the burden of proof is on the Almana. Uh, so I understand Rabbi Yehuda. The Buddha says since the burden of proof is on the Almana, when she's selling properties, she better write it specifically exactly what she's selling it for, in order that the Yitumim don't come along and say, We paid you, you took that money for Ketubah, and Bezorah, we paid you. Now the burden of proof is to be on her. So she can come along and say, uh, Now I have uh, the documents to say exactly uh, what I sold it for. I sold it for Bezorah, and therefore you cannot claim that, uh, um, that you didn't pay me the Bezorah and all that. Good. However, according to the Yosef, he also said the burden of proof is on the Yitomim. I'm sorry, on the Almana. So why would he say, when she's selling documents, leave it blank, leave it stamped? So that she wants to come along and say like this. In a case where, let's say, she's indeed selling it for Mizunot. That's her intent to sell it for Mizunot. It's her advantage to leave it blank. Why? Because what's going to happen, the Yitomim are going to come along, and they're going to say, listen, you took this all for your Ketubah. She'll protect herself from that. She'll bring two witnesses. I'll speak it out. And if they say, this was for the Ketubah, and regarding the Mizonot, we paid you. And the burden of proof is on her. Now she's at a disadvantage. So we come along and say, you know what? Don't write anything. By not writing anything, well, number one, you're protecting yourself like a Belikuhot. Which means, in the event that the Yitomim's estate runs out and depletes totally, you can use this for Mizonot, and then go to the Likuhon and take the Ketubah. Ketubah, just like the Mashal that was brought by the Shechid That what? Let him take the 200 from Matana, and then he still has open to take the 200 from the Likuhon. That part we understand. But when he comes along, when, she's gonna, he, when the Ketubah is going to come along and say, what are you talking about? We paid you. You took all that money for Ketubah. She's protected as, as well. How is she protected? Because she'll bring uh, two witnesses that come along and say, no, it's for Mizonot. But the only question is, what is she going to lose by writing it? But she's going to write, this I sold for Mizorot. What, 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 what's that? Ketubah, Ketubah is protected. She can still go to the Likuhot. Uh, the husband uh, 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 still has to pay the uh, Ketubah. And she got her Mizonot. So she got everything. She got her Mizonot from the estate. She'll get the Ketubah from the Likuhot or from the husband. What can be a problem with this? So the Mifar, she want to learn in that she that the problem could come out in the event where she's going to say that this uh, document, this stamp document, is for Mizonot. So then the other documents that she had no, stamped... It's not stamped. This document is written. If, doc, if this document, I'm sorry, was written, Mizonot, that means all the other stamped documents must be Ketubah. Because when it's Mizonot, she writes it. What she sold it for. So the stamp documents must be for Ketubah. Now the husband come along and say, I'm even. You got everything. You got your Mizonot as written in the stock, as per stock, and as per the other stamps that are floating around, you got your Ketubah, and I'll see you later. By, by unspecifying, so she comes along and protects herself, that she can just say, everything was Mizonot over here, and I didn't get paid my Ketubah, and you see all, all the Starot are blank. And therefore she doesn't commit to a certain, uh, 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 you know, write, writing what it is, so it's going to incriminate the other Starot. Now, that's what she's selling it for Mizonot. But what she's selling it for the Ketubah, when that's her really intent, she shouldn't even bring witnesses. Because what she's selling for the uh, Ketubah, in the event where, let's say, things go bad, the estate runs out, we don't want anybody to come along and say this was Ketubah because then she's at a disadvantage for Likuhot. So therefore, when she's selling the Ketubah, let it be unspecified everywhere, in the start and with no witnesses. But when she's selling for Mizonot, let it be unspecified in the start. But let her have two witnesses just uh, back up, just in case the guy comes along and says to you, say, everything was for the Ketubah, and, they, and we paid you the Mizonot. So come along and say, no, 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 I got two witnesses over here, that, you, that was for Mizonot, and therefore the Ketubah starts to be saying.